You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And today, Karen, you're going to take the lead. So I'm going to pass the baton right over. Taking the lead. Woohoo. I feel so powerful. Um, all right. Okay. So I'm going to just dive in. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because we didn't do any prep on it. And I, but it was something that tweaked my interest. Um, I, I was thinking, and the word childlike, I kept thinking about this word childlike. And so then I went and looked it up in the dictionary. And I'll read it to you. It says, childlike, the definition is of an adult having good qualities associated with a child. Childlike is of an adult having good qualities associated with a child. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that definition. I always just assumed childlike was, could describe children as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it does, of course. And the other thing that really jumped out at me is good qualities. So the difference between childlike and childish, um, when you go, you can't like, you can't say don't be childlike (laughs) because childlike is actually good qualities. Sometimes, you know, that's childish or whatever, but to say that's childlike is always a very positive, optimistic, beautiful imagery. So okay, in the re- childish also, do we know the definition of childish? Now now you have me curious. Oh, Is that I didn't... also of adults? Uh, oh, good like one. I don't think quality? so. <laughs> I am going to look really quickly and see what they say here. Um, they say of like or appropriate to a child, silly and immature. So oh, okay. it's not bad or good. It's just... It's just maybe a more immature version. Mm-hmm. And so when an adult is being childish, they're being silly and immature. Or a child. It's just part of the nature of a child. But childlike has all this good quality stuff around it. And the reason I was thinking about that is the holiday season and we're coming to the end of our year. And this is one of our last episodes uh, for 2021. And then I thought, who loves this time of year? Children. Like children, it's the best time of year for children and adults. But I mean, the TV shows and the lights and the fun looking cookies and everything is just over the top beautiful and your the smells and these gifts. And it's like a childlike wonder, you know, the childlike wonder of like all these be- this beauty. And I remember last year, Corey and I were in Whistler and they lit the entire village And it was, I remember walking through the village in wonder, like it was so beautiful with the snow and the crisp air. So I thought what would be fun is to ask you questions about the word childlike. Okay. The good qualities from your perspective. And I think, you know, ending the year gives everyone a chance to get to know you more too, but from a different angle. And it's a good way to kind of tie in the holiday season and, reflect on all the good qualities that we we carry with us that we forget sometimes we carry i like it okay so my question to you is i have it written down uh (laughs) what qualities did you have as a child that you look back on now and admire so those childlike qualities what did you what do you admire about the little 
the little Brenda? Okay, that's a great question. So I will say that I think most of the qualities that I'm about to name, I do find to be fairly consistent in children that I observe in general. So this might just be a a childhood thing that may not be particularly specific to me. Um, But when I think about my own childhood and when I think of children and the qualities that I appreciate or admire, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is how, and I've, I've used this phrase to describe Victor, my husband before, how like unabashedly themselves they are. Mm-hmm. Like children are really just truly themselves because in my opinion, uh, it's before they have any stuff, right? It's before any like <laughs> societies gotten to them and got into their heads and made them think that they need to be one way or another, or it's before other little kids have teased them into thinking that their red hair is not okay or whatever it may be. And so when I was a child, and again, when I look at other children, I just remember being so confident and so mm-hmm. sure of myself. Um, I think that's one of the first things that really comes to mind for me that I really admire. Okay. So I'm going to just feed off of what you're saying. So child, a childlike good quality is unabashedly yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a childlike good quality. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And it's, and part of it is confidence. You said like, there's a confidence and a assuredness in Mm -hmm. yourself. Okay. What do you remember? What did you see in children that are unabashedly themselves that crack you up? Like, what are the ones that make you go, yep, that's only children can do that. Like, is there anything that unabashedly yourself that we would never do as adults? And it's a good quality. Um, Okay, so here's one specifically from my childhood. I remember, I have this very distinct memory of being on the playground when I was a kid. And, you know, this was in like... 92 so it was (laughs) it was you know a wooden playground with like wood chips on the ground and like ladders and it was probably really dangerous and kids probably play on safer things now but (laughs) there was a pole that I think was meant to slide down and all the little boys would pretend that this particular structure was a pirate ship and the pole they would actually climb up to get into their pirate ship And they wouldn't let me play with them because I was a girl. And I just went over one day and I climbed the little pole to the top because I could. And I got to the top and I was like, see, I'm a girl, but I still did the thing and I want to be a pirate. (laughs) And that was just me being like, I want to be a pirate too. It doesn't matter. I can do the same things that you can do. And here I am doing the thing. So what? You know, and when I think of myself as an adult, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable in a room full of, you know, men being like, see, I can be here too. I did the thing, so I should be in this room with you. But as a kid, I was perfectly comfortable doing that. It was so logical. Right. Like, Like I can also be a goal, so I could also be a pirate. This is a logical decision. Like I'm going to be a pirate and I'm going to climb the pole and yeah, that's that. That's and nobody's going to tell me whether I am or I'm not. That's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. 
What do you think too? Like that sometimes I get a kick out of um, truthfulness that comes out of childlike. Yes, childlike quality. Of no filter. That was my second one that I thought. <laughs> okay, of. go tell me about that. Okay, good because I was thinking <laughs> that too. So tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think when you're a kid, like you just don't have a filter. Like filter doesn't exist. And I think that goes back again a little bit to this. I you know, it's it's tied to just the confidence, being sure of yourself, but. I remember, and you know, this the silliest stuff. I remember uh, one of the first times I met my grandmother, who is my grandmother on my mother's side. So this was in Thailand. And she's, you know, she was, I want to say in her late 60s, early 70s, something like that. She lives in Thailand. It's very warm over there. Um, so everybody's getting a lot of sun. And so her skin was a little loose for lack of a better word. I don't know. And I remember when I first met her, we were holding hands. She doesn't speak English. I don't speak Thai. So we were just holding hands. That was our way of communicating. And I was playing with her skin (laughs) (laughs) and I pulled up like a piece of her skin like this. And it kind of, I'm pinching my arm for those of you that aren't watching, but the skin kind of stayed there. And then I just looked at my mom and I said, mom, how come grandma's skin stays there when I pinch it, but mine just bounces back? <laughs> and my mom just started laughing and was like, well, that's quite, that's kind of mean, Brenda. She was like, that's because she's just older. And as you age, your skin loses a lot. You know, she explained to me like how skin works. But I didn't, wasn't thinking. Because there was no Because there was no filter. It was no. just like me asking a question. How, I don't understand why this person's skin isn't like my skin. Yeah. <laughs> <So> completely sincere. <laughs> because even like this childlike quality of truthfulness, it is so admired. But in our adultness, we go, ooh, ouch. Ooh, right. Ooh, ooh, read the room. Or oh, gentle. Like, it's funny how we don't know what to do with it. But when someone's super sincere, it's endearing. When I'm around an adult who is really truthful and honest about their thoughts, and you can see it on their face, there is no, there's no harm. I'm not trying to hurt you, and you just know your ego's getting pushed a little bit. Right. Know? It's like childlike qualities don't have an ego attached to it. Yeah. They don't. There's no ego. Oh, that's but we childlike qualities don't have an ego attached to them. That's really good, Karen. Hmm. I really like that. So for us to have good qualities, childlike is of an adult having good qualities associated with a child. It's just so cool. Okay, I have another one. Because the other one I thought about is the wonder that children have. Like their imagination. Okay, so two, their imagination. We'll start with the imagination. So the childlike imagination, that's a good quality to have. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that? On that whole thought of children having this imagination? Well, spoiler, I know that you and I, Karen, we've both uh, talked about how we tend to have pretty vivid imaginations <laughs> still <Yeah>. as adults. <laughs> So to toot my own horn, I do think that's one that I never let go of from my childhood. Um, But I think for me, what I find so 
admirable or so wonderful about children and having these wide imaginations, um, which also ties into everything else we've been talking about, is just this idea that I don't think that you see limits when you're a kid, when it comes to your imagination. Like now as an adult, I might imagine things and wonder and like daydream and have a good time, but there's always, the voice always comes back that says, well, that's not realistic or this wouldn't work because of X, Y, and Z reasons, or where are you going to get the resources to do that or whatever it is. But when you're a kid, I think that voice either doesn't exist or it takes a lot longer to be a part of the narrative. So you might sit there thinking about how amazing it would be to just bathe in a bowl of buttered noodles because that's what kids (laughs) love. They love buttered noodles. And just like, you know, creating these grand plans for how you're going to fill up a tub with buttered noodles and it's going to be amazing but at no point are you ever really thinking, well, like, well, I can't do that. That's not realistic. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you don't argue with yourself. You don't no. talk yourself down. You don't You don't interrupt the right. imagination. And you, you and actually you like you just let it, let it ride. You just keep oh, yeah. going with it, right? And the next thing yeah. you know, you have, like, a 50-point plan about how by the next month you're going to have a buttered noodle pool. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I remember um, the teacher let me direct a play. I think I was in the third grade. So I directed Cinderella and it's the, it's the old school, uh, like old, those old time schools where you have the the stage in the gymnasium and it's all wooden. And so the class came in to watch our play and we, and I thought it was so clever that I had this basketball and the basketball would be the pumpkin and did I tell you the story? No. Okay, so then we, the pumpkin, it turns midnight, and we threw the pumpkin onto the stage because now it's, you know, it's turned midnight. But then there were bad guys, and then next thing you know, we, we had this big fight with swords. <laughs> Amazing. So, so the teacher had to tell us to get, to stop the play. Like, she was like, okay, you need to, you need to stop the play and I was like <laughs> we, we just went off we kind of went off script and so she had to come and rein us back in but even that like talk about our imaginations just got the best of us and like, like you know there's this big war of right. swords and battle when it was supposed to be Cinderella falling in love with the prince but we kind of forgot that ending <laughs> <laughs> but okay on segue on to the, the imagination that's a childlike wonder the other one I wanted to ask you is um you know, the enthusiasm children have when they get a surprise or we're going, you know, and they start jumping up and down and they look at each other and they're all right. excited and they hold each other and they're like screaming and yelling. And that, that really like this freedom of elation, like they just, they just let themselves go into complete joy and right. overjoyed. Okay. Talk to me about that as a child, the childlike qualities. Oh my gosh. So this isn't my own childhood, but first off, I just have to ask you, Karen, have you ever seen, I think it's a YouTube video maybe of this little boy that wants to pet that dog? Are you familiar with this YouTube? I keep going. I can't remember. It's like, it's this little boy and (laughs) I want to say he probably lives in the South somewhere. He has quite a twang, an accent. 
and he really wants to pet that dog before he goes to bed. And so his mom is like, okay, it's time to go to bed. You know, his mom's filming him. And the kid's like, well, but but can I pet that dog? And he's got quite the accent. And it's just the cutest thing because she keeps being like, no, you have to go to bed. And he's like, but can I pet that dog? <laughs> like He's just so fired up to pet this dog before he goes to sleep. But as you were talking about the child enthusiasm, that's what I think of. Because Victor and I love that video. We just think it's like the most sincere, heartwarming thing. And we often will reference it uh, when we're excited about something now. As, a, as adults, we'll be like, but can I pet that dog? You know, <laughs> like it's a little inside joke we have now. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of childlike excitement. Because it can oh, be something as simple as that when yeah, you're a kid, it, right? Yeah. Like you will just have so much enthusiasm for something as simple as petting a dog before you go to bed, mm -hmm. and that would mm -hmm. just make your day. Like you could just tell that would that like, that was going to make his day. All he wanted was to pet that dog. It was it was just so pure and innocent. That is so well said. Enthusiasm, it just makes your day, right? <laughs> Enthusiasm just makes your day, you know? And see, that's another thing. Like, of an adult, having good qualities like enthusiasm, and you wonder, like, like an unabashed, we'll use your word, unabashed enthusiasm. Like, that thing where you are so enthusiastic, you're about to explode. Like, it's, it's like, you know, Will Ferrell does it amazing in the film Elf, you know? Yes. He, it's just like everything is so exciting. So, but it's, yeah, these qualities, it's so cool to talk about all this because these qualities, it's a reminder to all of us. We get to this childlike is of an adult having good qualities associated with the child. We get to have these qualities, these good qualities. And maybe this is a great gift for us during this season is to remind us of these, mm -hmm. these amazing qualities. So, um, okay. So I'm going to segue over here a little bit. Okay. Uh, out of the ones we mentioned, what do you hold true? So you talked about imagination. Imagination is something you hold true, true, and true. It's in there. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Like out of the ones we mentioned, maybe not haven't mentioned, do you go, I've either forgotten or it's a good reminder or no, I love it. It's endearing or I'm, I've let it go a little bit. Just, I'm just going to keep it open because I want to hear what you have to say. That's a really good question. I think that for me, I see moments, I think, of most of these qualities in my life, but they might not necessarily be a key part of my personality now, or they might not be something that I always do. Uh, so for example with the enthusiasm. I do find myself having moments of being really enthusiastic or really excited about things. Um, it, like if I get a treat, like a treat to eat, I really like sweets. And if I get a sweet treat that I'm really excited about, like sometimes I'll do like a little happy dance, you know, or like I'll do like a little wiggle because I'm excited to eat this treat. And like, like moments like that I think will come out. Um, I think the one that I miss the most and is one that I am constantly trying to remind myself to get back to is that very first thing that I mentioned, just this idea of, you know, with, with the playground, this idea that I can just be 
so comfortable and confident with myself and feeling like I don't need to worry so much about how my actions might be perceived because, and we've talked about this on our pod, different episodes of our podcast before, ultimately I can't control how anyone wants to perceive me or whether or not anyone's going to like me or dislike me or think I'm rude or not. So why, like, why am I living for them then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so good, Brenda. It reminds me because I've been thinking about the word choice a lot. I, I, I want my answer to be as simple as it's my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? You're not going to X, Y, Z? Yeah, I'm, it's, no, I chose not to. Or, I mean, like, it just, it's just, a, it's that I, I'm just being myself and the choice I'm making for myself is no or yes or this or that. Right. And I want it to be that simple that I'm, I'm just, well, what do you want? Do you want yes or no? Yes. Okay, then just go ahead with it mm-hmm. and not, not be so, sometimes I feel I'm overly mindful. I'm overly aware of others and you don't, I don't need to be at that level. And that's what childlike, like you were saying. Thank you for saying that. Cause it's true. Children are oblivious many times that there's anybody around. Right. <laughs> they, they don't know. They, like, they don't, they're not thinking that way. Right. They're, and so it, it's kind of cool. It is a, it can be a fine line, I think, right? Because there's a way that you can be not, what am I trying to say? I guess I'm, when I go back to thinking about kids, because sometimes those kids might say something out of a lack of filter and it might be hurtful. But then there are other things that we can not have a filter on and say and you are still being mindful of whether or not you're going to hurt someone else with those words. Right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not articulating myself very well at the moment, but this idea between, I don't care if someone thinks that I'm full of myself because I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there that I think I'm really beautiful I don't know. That was a really weird example, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but you are really beautiful. <laughs> but you it's know, a good example. <laughs> um, so, like, that's there's a difference between that and then putting it out there that I'm really beautiful, and in turn, you're ugly, right? right. Like, <laughs> it's a small yeah. difference, but I think sometimes it comes down to like just our word choice or our energy as well when it comes to something being our choice, I guess. Okay, so you saying that made me think of this. Unabashedly, a child being unabashedly themselves is shows how much they love themselves. A child who is very mindful and shares a cookie shows how much they love the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's that when when you climb the pole, you just are, you just I can climb a pole. I could be a pirate. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm going to climb that pole and I'm going to be a pirate. Because <laughs> like, right. I have something to prove. You're just like, oh, I can, I can do this. I'm going to be a pirate too. Like it's so pure. Right. And, and, and so it's not, there's no filter or whatever, because it's in a, from a pure, genuine, curious place. Mm-hmm. And then other times when we're mindful, you hear it in children, like, oh, my friend said, oh, look, I think that person's really sad. I'm going to go give him a cookie. Like a child is also so intuitive and is so aware of when something's not right around them. You know, they have that 
they have this sense that they know something's not right. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that intuition. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, well, I have a quote. I want to read it to you, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. okay. It's by Wayne Dyer. He says, to be more childlike, you don't have to give up being an adult. The fully integrated person is capable of being both an adult and a child simultaneously. Recapture the childlike feelings of wide-eyed excitement, spontaneous appreciation, cutting loose, and being full and being full of awe and wonder at this magnificent universe. That was kind of cool. It's a very feel-good, cozy quote. Anything jump out at you there that triggered a thought? Yeah, I think just this idea that, and again, a topic we've (laughs) definitely touched on before in our episodes, but this idea that it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? Like it's not black and white. You can hold these two opposing things, or what seem to be opposing, I should say, things at once. You can be both an adult and still have childlike wonder or childlike qualities. You can be a child and an adult at the same time. And I think that in and of itself is such a lovely reminder because we, and I can't speak for everyone, but I'm going to go ahead and use the proverbial we here, (laughs) you know, that uh, I think there's this tendency to really think like, well, I have to be an adult now. I don't get to do those things because I'm not a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. to go to my nine to five and I can't have any excitement or wonder or curiosity or imagination. That's an extreme. I'm obviously exaggerating. Um, Or you'll hear people that describe other adults as children. And it's usually this in a negative way. Um, Right. Right. Like you'll hear somebody say like, well, that child is so like child. Yes. The childish part. Like, well, they're Mm -hmm. just a, they're just a child. They'll, they'll never, they'll never grow up. They're always going to be a child. And Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes when that something's like that is said, it's said in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Um, But can we, why does it have to be negative? And why can't that person be a child? Like, why can't that be Mm -hmm. a good thing? Right. Yes. Yeah. Because I sometimes will, talk about Victor and talk about how he has a lot of childlike qualities or I'll be like, he's just a big kid. But when I say it, I'm being, I find that very admirable. I think that those are very admirable qualities that Victor has in the sense that he, he does have that excitement, that wonderment, that imagination. Like he's a person that I, in my opinion, I think he has found a pretty nice balance between Mm. being an adult and still having childlike qualities. Mm. Um, But sometimes I have heard people say that to him in a negative way. So So that's what I take away from all of that, I guess. No, that's so good. I just like the idea that we can hold both. Yeah, we can. And I think it's time to maybe ask ourselves, of an adult having good qualities associated with a child, these are good qualities that we're not supposed to let go of. Mm -hmm. So for example, I was thinking, and I know we're coming to the end here, I was thinking about the truthfulness. I just thought this while you were talking about Victor. I actually do, like, don't ask me if you don't want me to tell you. So I would love it when people genuinely ask me what I think. Mm. I, I love it because I won't say it unless you ask, you know, and uh, I, I'll always 
I'll always be in a constructive, positive, I can't help it. So I'm going to always see it positively, but I'm still going to say what I really think. But I only if you ask. And so I think for me, truthfulness, I, I get to in coaching. I mean, I'm really fortunate because then the relationship, the environment get, allows so much freedom for me to get, actually get to speak into people and stuff and push a little bit and to prod and nudge and all that stuff. But I, that's the one that I think I want to, I want to bring back, like while we're talking and you're saying about Victor, how he knows the balance of adult and child, but sometimes he gets criticized for you if you admire it. And I think the childlike truthfulness, I think can have a negative, but if I want to, I want that to be more awakened in me Mm. because children don't wait to be asked the question. They volunteer you know, like you volunteered a question, a comment to your mom. Right. They don't wait. They're because they're really genuinely, they're very present and they're very engaged. So I would like to see that quality in me as a, that childlike truthfulness. I, I, that's a big yes for me. So I think that's mine. You know, I think that's the one I, I want to take with me. I like so, that. Yeah. Right. Well, there's our time. That was kind of nice. It was different. <laughs> it was fun to hear your perspective on something you weren't prepared for. Like I kind of threw that at you. So that was kind of cool. Yes. No, I, uh, you know, the audience is just going to know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We'll sign us off there and big hellos and goodbyes to everybody's listening. Thank you, by the way, for listening and, and being part of our community. Yes. Definitely. It's been really cool. Well, we have one more episode left this year. We'll come with something exciting. Maybe we'll put Karen on the spot next week. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. And we hope, just stop it. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.